What's up, button mashers and key clackers? Welcome to episode 16 of the Button Key Games cast, where we enjoy the best a cold beer has to offer and talk about all the gaming news happening right now. We're your hosts, Jordan Ellis and Evan Dalton, and first things first, what delicious beverage will you be drinking tonight, Evan? Uh, I have the center of the universe chin music, Amber Lager, the official beer of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Oh, Go okay. nuts! Gosh, the worst team name. I didn't choose that slogan. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? Yeah. Go nuts, I guess. That's, yeah. that's your prerogative. Who am I to say otherwise? Yeah. So how you been? I've been good, man. Uh, yeah. It's been a long week, so I'm glad we get a, a nice long weekend. Uh, speaking of which, thank you to everyone who has sacrificed for this country. Uh, yeah. We can do this podcast because of you. Um, so our thoughts go out to you on this Memorial Day. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so what beverage are you enjoying on this fine day, Jordan? So I actually have a Breckenridge Brewery Vanilla Porter. Ooh, I like some vanilla. Yeah. Um, if you ever, if you ever, uh splurge a little bit on your on your beer intake we'll get back to your beer i'm sure but there is um there's a brewery in petersburg called trapezium and they make this beer called the milk carton uh it kind of tastes like a vanilla milkshake in a way and it's like it's really sweet but it's really very good i'm not usually a fan of sweet beers but that one got me well, this, I can tell you right now, is not sweet. It's a little bit, but not, not really. Mm-hmm. That sounds good, though. Yeah. Where we'll is get Breckenridge? There. Is, that a, is that around here? It's Colorado. Colorado. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what, a, what a week. Yeah. A lot of news. Mm-hmm. A lot of games. I've been in some games this week. A game, mainly. Oh, yeah? That game was Observation. Mm. Dude, I, so I, I, I played Observation this week as well. And I thought that game was amazing. I, I had a good time with it. Uh, yeah? I don't think it's going to stick with me for so long. But, um... It's sticking with you, so because it's sticking with you, and I think it's fun to talk about it, we're actually doing a bonus episode of the Button Key Games cast, our first spoiler cast. Yeah. We're going to be talking about observation, we're going to be going in-depth on the entire story, Uh, so if you've played it or you are interested but don't think you're going to play it, uh, keep an eye out on those feeds, that'll be going up sometime this week. Yeah. So that'll be... uh be good but but for but for those who haven't played it are not sure what it is or are just interested uh observation is a game by no code uh produced by devolver digital who is really just putting out a lot of producing a lot of like indie games they seem to have an eye for stuff that is going to be pretty big and and doing a good job of marketing and putting it out there um, but it is 
part exploration, part puzzle game, I would say. It takes place on a space station in the near future that's in a low Earth orbit. And you play as an AI on the ship who's named Sam. Yeah. And I think I think that's the most interesting idea was the flipping of the idea of instead of you being one of the people on the ship, you are the AI. Which, if you know uh, sci-fi thriller history, are the things that usually end up being benevolent. Uh, and going crazy. So it's interesting putting you in the shoes of that. Not saying that you go crazy, but stuff happens on the ship and you kind of assist in helping figure out what's going on. Yeah, because things, things, uh, things have gone a little awry. I, I think that's why we're doing the spoiler cast because it is a little hard to talk about. Yeah, because... I mean, we can say that much, but the, you know, we don't want to spoil. But obviously, no. things have gone wrong, and yep. you're—it's funny because the game really is a the story is really about Doctor Emma Fisher is the main character. Yep. But um, you know, the it all takes place from the AI, like you said, and uh, it's just—it's really cool. This game has a very unique style to it, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically just a lot of puzzles. I don't know. You mentioned it's kind of like part puzzler, part exploration. I feel like the exploration was the weaker points of the game. I agree. Um, I think the puzzles and the story are the strength. Um, but it's it was a great time. I have a couple of small issues with it, but it's um, it's like it mostly has to do with navigating around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there sometimes you just don't know what the heck you're supposed to do, and it's it gives you an objective but it's super vague and it's like where do i go um and there are just a few moments like that that are really frustrating um and i'll admit i used a guide a few times because i wasn't interested in that part of the game i wanted to know the story and i wanted to get to the next puzzle i mean that was the that's the driving force in the game um is is that and there's like there's so much mystery um because i mean it's a sci-fi thriller right so there's there's a lot of mystery involved in this game and i've talked about that before on this podcast how um mystery is like a a big driving force for me in games if a story has good mystery to it i want to know what the heck is going on and this game has that um and it nails it in a really good way uh but you know trying to keep it spoiler free it was it was a good time and I was a little afraid that the story would be kind of like you, you see a game like this and or even watch a movie like a space thriller and you're like we've that was good but we've, we've seen, seen some form of this. that story before but I didn't what about you Evan I didn't think that from this story I've seen stuff like it before that's working with the same concepts but me even mentioning what it is will kind of give away the yeah the thing so I'm not I'll mention that in the spoiler cast coming okay. up Um, but I've actually, I've actually seen movies recently that kind of did this thing. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit colder on it than you are. Um, I enjoyed the, the puzzle solving or like you're kind of acting as like the mechanic on the ship, like trying to fix what's going wrong, but they're not, they're not difficult puzzles. They're, they're fun to toy around with and play with. And when you solve them, it's, it's fun and interesting. It's not difficult at all. Those aren't the thing that is halting the progress or the flow. Yeah. The thing, the thing for me that was halting the progress was the exploration of the station. 
Right. And for the first half, I thought it was awesome and I thought it was great because it really plays on those sci-fi thriller vibes. And even though this is like a near future uh, game, they still deal with like the noises that old computers make like the small clicks and clacks of like things Dude, the processing sound in this game is fantastic. the sound design is awesome the, the awesome. voice acting is really the voice good acting in this is game. great it's really um, good the the set design and the design of the ship is all really well done that one's for the first half because i do have complaints about the back half um so this these first few hours, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. What I'm doing is so fun. Just just seeing this environment is fun. Um, the human the human uh, faces are, I think, a little rough when it comes to design. That's definitely not where they put the focus. And for me, that was fine because I was so into the station that they had built yeah. and the and the interesting things around it. Um. But really, Pat, there's a there's a halfway point, and once you pass it, it kind of breaks down, and you really start to to struggle with the situational awareness or the pathfinding. Um, apparently, there was a whole part of the game like concept that I just missed, like of setting waypoints on the ship that would have vastly helped. So that's oh, yeah, probably dude. my fault. <laughs> um, but. This isn't a spoiler or anything, but one character is like, Sam, come find me. And that's all they say. Yeah. Sam's the AI. Yeah. And that's all they say. And I'm like, literally in the last place that I explore. (laughs) It took me forever. But it took me like five minutes because the objective list tells you where the character is. And and then you can set go to that point in the map and set a waypoint and it guides you all the way there. Nothing in this game had made me look at an objective list up to this point. It was really? all fairly well stated. It was all fairly well said. There's a there's a prompt on the screen on the left that tells you what button to push to see your current objectives the entire game. I've never I never paid attention to it because in the first half it's so good at telling you where to go. It's so good at telling you what to do that I didn't need it and then it breaks down and I didn't even know it was there. Because I hadn't used it, <laughs> I hadn't used and, it up to that point. And you know what I think it is? Is most of your commands are given verbally. Yes. And I think they wanted to maintain a realistic sounding and flowing conversation. Yes. And if they got too specific when they're telling you what to do, like verbally, it it would take away from that atmosphere. So I think that's sometimes why they did that. But that happened to me way before the the per, the certain part you're talking about. Where I felt that way, so I, that's why I started looking at the objective list and seeing what exactly it said, because it oftentimes was more detailed. Um, and that once I figured that out, and I like I said, watched a few guides to kind of get that nailed down. It it wasn't that big of a deal to me, um, but there there is a little bit of frustration there. The game could do a better job, um, for sure. Like honestly, at that point in the story, it would have been fine if the game had a script to automatically set the waypoint for you. Like it would have it would have worked fine and you would have completely avoided that frustration. Um, And I feel like the game should have probably done that in a few instances. And I can agree with that. But that that is the weakest point of the game. But to me, it didn't take away from anything about the uniqueness of this set piece in this game that they designed and the story that they told. It was just it was so good. It was absolutely amazing. And I loved every minute of it except for those few small parts. But seriously, it was great. Yeah. 
I wish I didn't have the troubles that I did. Um, because if I, if I want to love it, I do. I think, I think there's so much craftsmanship put into it, but it just has a few problems that really just kind of like took me down, uh, a ways. And I think that's unfortunate because I can see where people are super excited about it. And if they didn't wander around the ship for 45 minutes. <laughs> and, oh, so this this is the kind of game where like I don't always use guides. A lot of times I avoid it because I want to like do it myself. Right. But this yep. is the kind of game I knew that that part that I was getting, I started to experience a little bit of frustration and I was immediately like, no, this isn't a part of the game that needs to be overcome by me right now so i'm gonna look at a guide and i i went there quick um i did not because i i knew that that was not what the game was about so i didn't feel bad using a guide to know where to go when the game wasn't clear enough and dude that space station is a maze for sure i thought it was fine for the first half but then even there i had a few spots where i struggled a little bit uh, I had a problem with finding specific items that I needed to progress, um, which could have been more clearly defined as something I could interact with. But other than that, I did not have an issue. But if you the hold the, in a lot of cases, when you, when actually, it's that, if you I hold did the look at a guide button. for the thing I texted you about, I'm sorry to be speaking in such vague terms, but I really don't want to spoil it because yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, that issue that I texted you about, I actually used it once I looked at the guide, and it doesn't light up. Um, it, so if you hold the response option, because there's like a button and you hold to respond. I, I, did it, I did it right before I picked it up, and it did not glow. It, it like makes like your objective glow, but it seems inconsistent. Because like it does work sometimes. Yeah, when I was you, stuck, you it did help me. But there are times, like you said, where it doesn't like highlight it for you. And I'm not sure what the design is there. I think there are points when it glows if you need to respond to Emma, if you need to talk back to her. Um, but if it's something that you just need to store in like your memory or pick up, essentially, it does not glow yeah. like the response does. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I think that's probably an issue. But the areas with the response responses is where I got stuck the most. So it was very helpful to know that if you hold the response key, it'll highlight the item you need to respond. That was always like my that was always like my first option to go to, because if something like didn't feel like I was figuring it out, I would just there's a button to hit that says like uh, ask for last command or last command or something, and then Sam will ask Emma what she said last, and then she'll give you the objective again or she'll say it to you. Uh, so I was always like in that screen anyway. So it, it was never, I never got lost when I needed to find something that glowed. Yeah. But like I said, man, I feel like that part of the game, it's a little bit weak, but it didn't take away for me. Like the game is so good. So just to wrap this all up, is this worth $25 to you? Oh yeah. Uh, I would say wait for a sale. So, depending on who you like more, that's who you should listen to, I think. 
I think it just depends like where the red flags are for you, you and what you like talking about. Yeah. Um, but I think this game is absolutely worth it. It was a great time. I think it's something definitely worth playing because of the artistry that goes into it. Um, but there are some problems that I think you might want to hold off on. But uh, I disagree. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was playing uh, Stories Untold. It's another um, no-code game that is actually free on Epic Game Store right now if you're on PC um, for the rest of May. So <gasps> not for too much longer. Did you just ask somebody to use the Epic Game Store? It's free, dude. Why wouldn't I? How dare you? <laughs> but uh, that game has it, it has a lot of that unique style that this game has. And the kind of like you were talking about the great sounds of the old computers and like the whirring and the key clack, like the way the keys sound when you type, because there's a lot of typing in that game uh, and stories untold. And it's it's really good. And um, that game doesn't have the same problem. So like it's it's definitely a smaller production that game you, you can tell it's like split up into four separate parts and they're completely independent as far as i can tell because i haven't finished it quite yet um but <clears throat> it has that same kind of style to it and just seeing that and seeing observation dude probably any no code game that comes out from this point forward i will i will be playing because i am impressed i'm looking at their older stuff yeah because i'm not familiar with them i don't know what else they've done other than those two uh they did a mobile game called super arc light which i think i might have played at some point it's like a shooter kind of like tempest where you're going around the outer edge and shooting downwards yeah um and they did house abandon the house abandon which is an um, interactive horror adventure on io well that is part of stories untold the house abandoned oh, okay. is the first chapter oh, okay got it got it got it yeah um i like so that I've style that that's a, that's it sweet. is yeah, like that first chapter is completely like a text-based adventure, and it's re- it's actually really cool. It was actually my favorite so far was that one, but they've all been good. Um, was the first chapter because it was such like a it was like playing Zork, but it was more of a a like thriller, um, and is kind it, of intense. It was really good. Is it like by chapters? Is it like one story? It's what it seems like. They're completely independent stories. So um, like unless a, they tie them together at the end somehow, but that's so like how it an seems. anthology style. Yeah, but That's cool. um, but they're cool. They're fun. I've I've really enjoyed uh, what I've played of that. It's a good time, and especially for free if you're on PC. Um, why not? But uh, that'll also give you a little bit of a taste of what Observation is like, um, with the exception of the weakness of that game, which is not existent in Stories Untold, because you're kind of just sitting in front of a computer or sitting in front of. Um, a lot of times, there's there's always a computer in that game so far. But sometimes there's other stuff that you switch to. Yeah. But sometimes there's other stuff that you switch to, like you're in like a science lab and you push tab and it'll switch you over to like all this equipment, science equipment. And you have to like um, fine tune all these different um, pieces of equipment and these different little modules that will do something. I don't I don't know how to get more specific than that without saying what's going on. But yeah, um, basically, there's a lot of like. You have to figure out what to turn this dial to, and you can do that by looking at this um, legend and then turning the dial on this thing, and then it plays the thing out loud that then kind of tells you how to do this. It's like a lot of little puzzles and stuff, but That's it's cool. actually really fun. That's cool. It's a good time. That reminds me of, um, not like gameplay-wise, but vibe-wise, Until Dawn. Yeah. Did you ever, which uh, Until Dawn was like my favorite game of that year. It I might really have been 2017. 
I really like uh, that game. And that reminds me that they have a new game coming out, Supermassive, in the in the style of Until Dawn called Man of Medan. Uh, and they're they're doing this new like anthology style thing uh, called the Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah. And Man of Medan comes out late August. And oh boy, am I super excited for that game. Yeah, to... so here's a funny thing. You mentioned Until Dawn. That game got spoiled for me like three quarters oh, of the way no. through. Well, here's the thing. No one spoiled it, but I can't tell you exactly how it got spoiled without actually spoiling it. Like but the bad it's... guy was spoiled? Yes, and that happened because uh-huh. of... Yeah, no, I got you. You know how it happened, don't you? I can... We can talk about that. There's a choice that you make in that game to like save one person or the other. Uh, and even if you choose one of the people, the other person gets killed. Uh, and it kind of like, it was a, it was a rough way to do that. Um, that's not how. Oh, really? Nope. How, how did it happen? Just tell me. In, in all all right. Well, sidebar. spoiler alert. <laughs> For okay. until dawn, if you haven't played it yet. If you haven't played it, skip ahead about 20 seconds. But, um, so the actor that plays Josh. Rami Malek. Yes. Yeah. I know his voice well from watching Mr. Robot. And oh, even so though you, they disguised so the his voice, voice the bad guy. even though they disguised his voice for the bad guy, I could um I could tell it was his voice, even though it was disguised. I could hear the the weird flex like he has a very specific tone to his voice and a specific way that he talks, and I could tell it was his the same voice actor. Um Josh has often told me that I have this weird talent for picking out voices and faces in movies. That's crazy. And um, I was actually um, with, uh, it's my buddy Josh, he's on the West Coast, but I was actually with him. Um, if you've skipped ahead by now, you, you're good, by the way. I, I'm, but I was with him, and I was, um, I, I told him that I noticed that, and, and he was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I, That's crazy. I did. And, That's funny. Um, and I was completely right. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I love that game. Yeah. Did that ruin your experience? No, it was a great game. Yeah, I liked it. I thought I think it was, I think it was phenomenal. I I just played that all in like one sitting and turned all the lights off and put on some headphones and had a good time. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so other games that we've been playing, uh, together. Yeah. We played a game together. Somebody was somebody jumped on the crossplay train. Dauntless, a new free-to-play game from Phoenix Games, published by Epic Games. Uh is it really published by Epic? It is. Which is oh, why I don't have a problem with it being Epic Store exclusive. Yeah. Um it's it's like a free-to-play Monster Hunter, but I think that might sell it a little short. Uh it's just like to it's say like that. a Monster Hunter core gameplay, but with a yeah. ton of quality of life improvements. Yeah, for those who for those who thought Monster Hunter like they liked the concept, but they didn't feel like doing all the preparations and all the all the extra stuff surrounding like the core of Monster Hunter, which is fighting monsters. Uh, I think you might want to give this game a look. Yeah, because like I, I'm I told I've said before, I didn't really enjoy Monster Hunter World a ton. And a lot of that was because it just it just got old having to do all the stuff you had to do. Yeah. Rather than the stuff you wanted to do. You have to make food and prepare your stuff. Yeah, you gotta collect all this stuff to make healing and you gotta track 
like you got to spend monster, a good yeah. time tracking the monster. Got to make sure you throw a paintball, throw a paintball and, at that thing. It, yeah, it was just too much um, to me. I know a lot of people love it, and I'm not down on anyone who does. Um, I lo- I loved it. I didn't play nearly enough of it, but I loved it when I played. But that stuff to me was a turnoff for that game. It just wasn't for me. Um, and this game eliminates a lot of the the bloat that I didn't really care for. Um, yep. And it it focuses on you're doing this and you're spending this time grinding for something that you want, like a cool weapon or a cool armor piece, rather than you're spending all this time grinding because you have to have enough health um, or heals or you have to have this or you have to have that or you're not going to be able to do anything. You know what I mean? Like you still need those weapon upgrades and things like that, but it's stuff you also really want because it's just cool. And um, I, I, I've said it before, this game is kind of like one big fashion show. Um, yeah, and that's what Monster Hunter is too. Yeah, but they but they do it in a really good way, and I've really enjoyed it so far. It's still early, um, so I mean we'll see how long it lasts, and and if I'm still like I'm feeling it as much as I am, uh, you know, in a few weeks or or a month. But uh, I'm really enjoying it right now. It's got like all my attention at the moment. I think all the combat is much simpler than Monster Hunter. Uh, there's not as big of a variety of weapons as Monster Hunter. And they don't get as crazy. Like, there's no insect glaive equivalent, which turns you into, like, this aerial acrobatic. Yeah, and I <laughs> like, agree. I, I wish they had a little bit of that. But this also being a, a live service game, I expect a lot more to come. come. Yeah. Especially um, with how popular it has been so far. So they have six weapons so far. It's, like, two heavy weapons, two medium weapons, and two light weapons, pretty much, is how it breaks down. Uh, some are bladed, some are blunt, obviously, and they'll do different things to a monster. Um, it's, it's, it's simple and it's fun. It's, it's, it's a good game to play with your friends. It's a good game to play podcast to, uh, it's cross play on literally everything that it's and cross progression. Uh, well, they also said they're coming to mobile and switch eventually. So it will be everywhere. (laughs) Um, so me and Jordan have been playing together. We could we could have a party that is Josh on the West Coast on his on PS4. A PS4, Jordan on a PC, and Evan on an Xbox. Yeah, which is a crazy world to live in, and it's kind of this like first taste of something that's exciting. Yeah, it's not really first good. taste because Fortnite's been doing it a little bit. But I think but even in Fortnite, you can't like on your Xbox, you can't play with PS4 players. Last I checked, you are right. They did add the progression though. Yeah. But you can't like um, you can't play with a PS4 player and a PC player. But a PC player can play with one or the other, just not both. Yep. So everything's cross progression, so I can play on my PlayStation upstairs or my Xbox downstairs. Um, and everything's cross play. So, uh, I would give it a look just for that reason because I think people who love video games should champion that and say yeah. like this is how we should do things and this is how we want things to be done. Yeah. Um, because. I'm sick of the walled gardens of video games. Like, that's not fun anymore. Looking at you, Sony. Everybody. I mean, <laughs> Xbox still doesn't have it perfect. All the yeah. developers need to develop for it. But there are games that just should be cross-platform, like Mortal Kombat. That should be cross-platform. It's a fighting game. No one's using a keyboard, period, bar none. Yeah. Um, and the there, keyboard and mouse so- definitely doesn't give you an advantage. No. Uh, and, like... People play with weird advantages and disadvantages in fighting games all the time. There are some people that are better with gamepads. Some people are better with fight sticks. It's, it's, 
like that should be one of those games that like champions this going forward um because this is this is where we want to be and I'll I'll take some losses just because I'm playing with PC players as long as I get to play with my friends, you know? Yeah, and and give a choice, you know, like yeah. let me match make with just Xbox folks. Yeah. You know, or something like, like have buckets. Which again, this only works if you have a large player base and I get that. You know, cuz you're yeah. you, you can divide uh, a player base up, you know, but the part of the deal is with well, I- I think it makes that better because it just makes well, the player base larger in general. When you give the choice, if you've got It'll like split it up. Yeah. a small percentage of people not letting crossplay and a huge percent of percent of people, oh my goodness, percentage of people allowing it, then you know you're you're dividing that on the same console. Like half the Xbox players are doing uh, crossplay and half aren't. Um, if your player base isn't large enough, you could run into issues potentially there because you're splitting how, that pool. Here's how I feel. I think there should be a thing that says like, hey, if possible, put me with Xbox players. Or uh, if everybody in your party is Xbox, play with Xbox players. But if you don't find enough people, put me in whatever bucket you need to. Yeah. But it, it is an issue on PC as well with a game like Mortal Kombat. They don't have a good online community for that kind of game. Yeah. Um, because even a lot of PC players, they'll buy Mortal Kombat on a console because, you, you know, know, because you get a better, mouse. yeah. And you get a better community, but they'd still rather have their 144 frames, you know, and, you know, utilize all the processing power that they have available to them, but they'll buy it on a, on a console just because it's a better online community, um, in that, in a game like that, yep. but crossplay would solve that issue. Um, and they would probably sell more PC copies. I think we're quickly hurtling to that future. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, say what you will about Epic Games and Fortnite, but they were the pioneers of all this to a degree. Well, they've, they've forced people, they forced hands almost. Yeah. Um, when it came to Sony. And I don't know if without Fortnite, this Dauntless thing would be happening. Oh, no. It, I don't think so. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe with everybody else that isn't PlayStation, but... Games like Rocket League and Fortnite like made this a possibility. Yeah. So, like, thumbs up to you. Yeah. Who are now, both ironically, epic. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I mean, I think I don't know the specifics, but some would probably argue that the only reason Dauntless was able to achieve it is thanks to Epic. Like Fortnite knows the model. Like yeah. they have that. They have that. Uh like that netcode model that allows it to play with everything yeah because there's some issue where like sony doesn't you can apply for crossplay for your game as a dev or a publisher i don't know really who applies for that but um sony sony seems to turn a lot of people down from what i understand yeah. and no one really knows why but dauntless got it so yep there's that i'm happy for it i'm excited for yeah, it yeah it's good it's a it's a fun time. I really enjoyed my yeah, time with the game. For sure. For sure. Uh a game that you've been very excited about has also come out. Yeah. This week to a slight delay. Slight delay. Yeah. There was a little bit of drama around that one. Splitgate Arena Warfare. So Splitgate was supposed to come out Tuesday, May the twenty first. Um, and uh it was supposed to come out at I think it was nine AM Pacific. Um and at 6 a.m. Pacific, uh, three hours before, they, they had just finished 
the the what they thought would be the final build of the game. Um, so they were cutting it close, and they it it had some issues, and they delayed the game three hours before it was supposed to launch until Friday. Um, people were mad at this. People were a little upset, um, but you know, I feel like we've said it before: better better a later launch than a bad launch. Um, it it sucks that they had they couldn't announce that sooner or didn't know that was going to happen sooner, um, but. It, it happens sometimes and it's just the way the way it is in the world we live in and i think on on that front you'd rather deal with the bad pr of like a slight delay yeah. than dealing with the fact that people are going to play your game and then it's going to be messed up so they're going to be turned away from it and yeah. not want to come back to it so uh there's actually an update put out by cardinal soldier or ian the ceo of 1047 games um and he says Hey guys, just wanted to give an update. I promise you this is not some sort of bizarre marketing stunt or something we had planned. The dev team has literally not slept for three days straight because we wanted this launch to be as great as possible. We thought we were going to pull a heroic effort and get this done by launch, but we had no time to test. As a result, the build that we finally finished at 6 a.m., three hours before our initial launch time, had some integration bugs that needed fixing, and we just didn't feel like we had enough time to fix and test things to ensure a stable launch, which is the most important thing right now. The vast majority of these bugs are very easy to fix, but there's no way it was going to be done by 9 a.m., and we felt like a fourth day with no sleep would just lead to more sloppy bugs. The team has napped all day and is back on the grind, and we are doing our best and appreciate the support. Things are looking really good for Friday. Um, so, I mean, at least they didn't push them through a fourth day, right? <laughs> um, but I, you know, I can appreciate the transparency uh, there. And it sounds like it was probably the right call. It sounds like it was a little sketchy to have the release date they had. Yeah. Um, to be cutting it that close is pretty risky. Um, I'd rather, I'd rather, as a person who doesn't work in this industry, but there's, there's been a lot of cries for better work environments. I'd rather them announce that minute that something is wrong and we have to delay the game than like, work to the bone uh yeah. and like but this is like hurt this yourself is a physically small dev team man this is no, not I a get big it. company and I, I say that not because i'm saying that's okay or anything but i have a feeling this is more of that we're in the grunt early stages this is our first game launch and yeah. everybody in there was rallied and they were like no we're getting this done like and i, I don't think anyone could... was like man can we just go home and go sleep i think i think those guys were they were pouring their heart and soul in to try and get this game done. Um, and that's what they wanted. It's not one of I, these situations where it's, you got all these employees who are having mental breakdowns because it, it's expected of them and they don't want to do it. It's this kind of behavior, though, that can lead to that in the, yeah. in the later stages of uh, you know, this, this developer being around a little bit longer. But, uh, but I hear I what think, you're saying. I think... I, I want it better, and I also want to be better as a connoisseur of games to maybe push to a future where we can say, hey, it's okay if stuff goes wrong. Like, please don't kill yourself. Because, no, I agree. like, we want it to be good. We know you guys want it to be good, but we don't want you to die. We don't, we don't want you to, like, like work yourself like to death and 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 hurt your personal lives and and whatever all those canceled plans just to appease us and i feel like 
there's a big fear because the internet can be such a vicious place and and gamers as a people quote unquote people can be such a vicious people that like it causes people to go through this pro- thought process when I would rather them like again not a game I was excited about yeah uh, personally but I'd rather them like say hey we're going to take another week and push it so we can so we can be better and so we don't hurt ourselves yeah well here's the real the real struggle with with the reality of this right is we have apex yeah. legends right mm-hmm. who is kind of in the news right now about you know all their player base fading yeah because they're not getting new content out fast enough because they're taking the approach of we're not going to kill our devs but then when you look at it you've got these people who are doing it right who who are losing in the marketplace of things and then the guys like over at epic games making Fortnite who are killing themselves like hundred hour and it's paying off but what do you do about that you know what i mean i'm not saying it's right i'm not i'm just saying from uh, from a business standpoint you have to look at it when you see this as the results what do you think business owners and 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 the higher ups at these companies are going to which method they're going to pick and that's and that's a problem i agree because like again fortnite not a game that i play all the time yeah but It comes down to, like, caring about people in a way. Because, like, those are actual people on the other side of those keyboards making games. Uh, they're not robots, and they're not... They're not... They're, they want this to be their passion, and it is their passion, and I think sometimes their passion is taken advantage of uh, to get these long work weeks and work hours. So, when these stories about Epic or Fortnite devs working 80 to 100 hour weeks nonstop comes out i'm not surprised and that sucks yeah um and then people at apex say hey we're not killing our devs to put a game out or update consistently i i'd rather that i'd rather that be the case and you are right and that is the unfortunate circumstance of business yeah uh that that is the way it goes uh but maybe it's a change in mindset as we as a community because we as a community are pushing them to hurt themselves almost you could argue that we just consume too much sometimes it's true Um, it's true you know when you look at folks playing like destiny who have like three thousand hours and then complain there's no content it's like dude there's a clear problem they can't make enough content for you yeah but but uh, then we we make this statement of like like why isn't there more content instead of like thank you for the content that you gave i can see that it's time to move on because i've milked this thing dry yeah and, and it, it sucks dude it sucks to hear and and I, I i know that's a little bit controversial to say i and i don't i i think i think as a culture sometimes we do we can we consume a little too much and expect more all the time and more and more rather than um you know like you said appreciating what we've got but like i don't say that to to look down on on people who are like that i just say that of like try and be a little more realistic yeah um obviously 
when when we have a culture that's like this, it it's going to push the the larger companies like this to try and deliver um because yeah. that's what the customer wants, right? But it's it's not a healthy thing for I think nope. either end. And like don't get me wrong, I love video games. I love them. Yeah. And I love playing video games with the time that I have, but like it seems like there are some people out there that that's literally all they do. And I think yeah. even people in the gaming industry, that's not all they do. You know what I no. mean? Like Mm-mm. they spend time doing other things and being productive. And, and I, like I said, I know this is a little bit controversial and I'm not saying this to, to irritate anybody or anything like that. I just think as a culture, it's, it's important to recognize that there are actual people making these games too, and they deserve yeah. to be recognized. And, um, and ultimately, what the consumer wants can dictate what their experience is. And uh, I just think it's important to really weigh that and consider that when we come at it um, from our perspective as well. When we come at this um, with a mindset of we just want more and we want more and we want more. Like, I understand it from both sides, but we just have to, each side needs to consider the other here. And um, if, if, if you don't feel like there's enough, Maybe you need to do something else for a little yeah. bit. Um, and I know that might irritate some of you, like I said, but that's just the truth of the matter. And I've, I've, had to, I've had to step out of my shell even doing this because doing a podcast, like you just think, I need to play games. I need to play games. I need to play games for the podcast. But that's not healthy. Yeah, and, um, and we've talked about this a little bit. Me, me and Evan would love to be able to devote all of our time to this podcast and make yeah. more content for you guys. And... And and really just hone everything in and get more frequent content, everything like that. But we don't we don't have the time. That's just the reality yeah. of it. With the time that we have that we devote to this um, is is because we love doing it. We love doing this podcast for you guys for sure. And um, we we want to be able to do more. Um, to do that, you know, we need you guys to share it with your friends, and we need um, we need to be able to to live off of what we have, but. <clears throat> even if we get to that point or when we get to that point i want to put this out there now that we will never make this a job in the sense that a lot of um gaming and journalism is in this industry and what i mean yeah. when i say that is if there's a game that neither one of us really want to play then we're not, not going to sit there it. and play it. Not going to play it. It's not going to happen because that's no. that's making this into a job, and that's how you get reviews that don't match customer and consumer um, reviews. You get you no. get critical reviews that are really bad, and then you're like, I played that game and I thought it was awesome. That's why that happens because they made it a job, and, and they didn't really want to play it anyway, so they just picked it apart. And we don't want to do that. We no. want this to be a fun time. And we want to, we want to just talk about games and, and yeah. enjoy the community, and that's what we're here to do. Um, but anyway, that's that's the end of my rant for now. I I, I will say like, I want to I want to bring as many games to you guys as attention as possible. Agreed. Uh, and games from from like smaller developers, smaller things, because like those people poured their heart and soul into something, and a lot of times it's really good. And that's why when I speak on observation, I front load it with like, hey, I think a lot of this stuff is really good. 
I think this I think this design is very good. I think this atmosphere is very good. But I will give you my my sincere opinions. Yeah. Uh we're but we're not we're not going to come on here and straight bash a game to pieces. Yeah. Uh you notice that I didn't talk about Days Gone Forever because I'm people like that game. I didn't like it, but I'm not going to sit here for 30 minutes bashing it to pieces because that's not what you want to hear. Yeah. Um and and you know if we ever review a game negatively that you love Tell us, us. Know. tell For us, sure. and, and don't get upset about it, but go to buttonkey.game slash contacts and, and actually write in why you like the game so we can get your perspective and we'll talk about it and we'll say, you know, this is why this person liked it and maybe you would too, but this is why, you know, you already know why we didn't like it, but we, we want, we don't want to dictate what games you do and don't play because of what no, we think. Not, not at all. We just, all. we just want to tell you what's out there and what we enjoyed and, and we love to hear the perspective of someone who thought differently. For sure. Everybody's different and everybody has different tastes. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to like every game. That's a par for the course. I'm not going to like every game I play, but I'm going to try my hardest not to come on here and like at length bash, bash the crap out of a game. That's not what we want to do. Yeah. That's, there's, too much, there's too much negativity out there already that to just add more is pointless. Um, and we want, we want to to bring more good more positivity into this space because i think there's a void sometimes of positivity uh and we're here to have fun yeah we're here to enjoy what we're doing enjoy what we're playing so you might hear me talk about a game one week and then i won't talk about it again yeah because i'm not going to belabor a point i'm not going to bash it into a ground and i'm going to play what i like yeah and i mean sometimes we might start a game that we don't finish for sure because we're just like uh, i, I just about... wasn't feeling it and you know what if we ever do that and you think well that's why you didn't care much for it because you needed to get here tell us tell me please we'll, we'll get to it but but like like i've talked about and like i've said i just we're not going to make this a job quote unquote as in we're gonna do this even though we don't want to because we need to do it to pick it apart form an opinion and that's what we have to do we're, we're just never going to be that podcast. We're never going to be those journalists. Nope. Um, so we're just going to have fun with it. And I hope you guys are okay with that. And to, to any devs that might be listening, like to share this on Twitter. Like if you love a game that, that like you might not have a lot of people in your camp, tell the devs, tweet them, like at them, everything, because, because what they're doing, they are passionate for. So let them know that you love it. Yeah. Um, let them know that it's just a small thing, but it, it, it helped you through a day. Let them know what it did for you because they don't get a lot of that. I don't think, especially smaller games. Yeah. They don't, they don't get add positivity into, into the world. Don't. There's definitely a lot more complainers than anything else out there. For sure. Um, Be be a positiviter. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't say that to say that don't point out where games have flaws. I mean, obviously we do that and, and that's important. Like I just did it. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't mean that we need to get emotional about it. And I feel like too many people get emotional about it. Um, when it's like, Hey, this is what I love this about the game, but this is, this is the biggest flaw holding me back, you know? Um, but yeah, good job. I mean, these devs, pour their life and their heart and their time into this stuff. Um, I can never do what you did. Yeah. Like, 
I, I can't. I couldn't have, and you guys I couldn't did something special. <laughs> no. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough on that. We have some more news to get to. I guess we'll talk about Splitgate next week since we, we ranted a little <laughs> yeah, we bit. Did. Once you get some more time into yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't t- done a ton of time or spent a lot of time in it yet because I've been on Dauntless so hard. But um, I we, do have one we, thing I want to say about Splitgate. Go ahead. Is 1047, why did you do this to me? Because the announcer in Splitgate was, it sounded like the same voice actor from the Halo announcer, and it was so good. And they changed it in the final build oh, of the game, no. and I, I don't oh, like no. it. I don't like it. It doesn't, that's it a, doesn't hurt the that's gameplay. That's a two. That's a two out of ten. <laughs> it, no. It doesn't hurt the gameplay, but man, it, it hurts. It hurts the atmosphere, and it's, it was disappointing to me as someone who was enjoying the nostalgia of like, yeah, it's like, it's like Halo, but more modern and portals and fun. But anyway, we'll talk more about Splitgate next week. So uh, let's boogie through this news. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Productions. PlayStation is starting a movie, movie studio, TV studio. Yeah. Yeah, PlayStation is getting in the business of making making movies or shows. Yeah. Um, and I think this comes from a place of like video game adaptation adaptations being put in the hands of people who don't care about video games, maybe. Um, and them trying to do it better. And I think the one thing that's come out so far has been twisted metal. Uh, they're going to do an adaptation of twisted metal. Yeah. That's different, right? That's an interesting first one to go (laughs) with out of all your, out of all your IP, I mean, what's the last <laughs> Twisted Metal game we had? Uh, Twisted Metal, uh, like 2012 on PlayStation 3. Yeah, people weren't a fan of it. I think that I think that genre has come and gone. But who knows? For the time being, it could be a good show. Could be a good show. So we'll have to uh, wait and see. Hey, just make God of War. Yeah. Just <laughs> let's go. God of War, the show. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. Uh, and speaking of PlayStation, Sony has announced that some of their biggest first party games will be on PlayStation 4 still. Yeah, like uh, they talked about Death Stranding and Last of Us 2. And I think Ghost of Tsushima was mentioned in there as well. Like other exclusives that are currently announced are all going to be on PS4. Um, so we don't have to worry about them being next gen. Um, but yep. they're also going to be playable on the next gen PlayStation console. I think that's a good thing to say for the vast, vast majority of people who have PlayStation 4s. Yeah. Who were, were probably worried that these games that they were excited about were not coming to this console. Yeah. Um, and yes, it is Last of Us Part 2, Death Stranding, and Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. Put, put them on as many consoles as possible. Yeah. I will probably play it on PlayStation 5 because I'm an insane person. So, so Sony also came in and confirmed that there would be cross-generation multiplayer along with backwards compatibility on the PS5, quote-unquote, which I thought was a bit odd. Uh, This is kind of... It's kind of vague, don't you think? We can't really parse exactly what it means. So they've kind of... Everything that I'm reading and looking at and seeing about this seems to indicate that this conversation was merged with the backwards compatibility conversation and it's really unclear on whether or not they mean hey games that are released for both like there's a ps5 version and a ps4 version you can play together with your ps4 folks i don't know if it's that 
or if it's hey if it's a ps4 game like like you get on um your ps5 and you pop in the ps4 version of gta 5 now you can play gta 5 with your ps4 buddies well and obviously we can't tell. because it's a ps4 game so i should be able to play with my ps4 buddies now, let me just read this quote it says as this is from GameSpot. It says, as a part of a recent investors meeting where the PS5's impressive load times were showcased, Sony discussed both backwards compatibility and the prospect of PS4 and PS5 players being able to play certain games together. Backwards compatibility in a networked era becomes something that is incredibly powerful, the newly appointed Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO and President Jim Ryan said. Because the gaming community is somewhat tribal in its nature, backwards compatibility gives us the backwards compatibility gives us the opportunity to migrate that community from PlayStation 4 to next gen using the ability to play the PS4 games they have on their next generation console. We think it's incredibly important. That that just seems like hey, if you have a PlayStation 4 game, you better put that thing in your PlayStation 5 and play with your buddies. Yeah. From the PlayStation 4. So it's just weird cuz like <laughs> even on the 360, dude, when I had an Xbox 360, I could put Halo 2 in, original Xbox game, and I played with original Xbox players because it was basically like emulating the original Xbox. It it was kind of it's kind of like obviously like that's what i'm getting from this and it's just weird that they announced it if that's what it is or maybe it's something else like maybe maybe these games won't have a ps5 version and a ps4 version you know like these newer games that are maybe it'll just be this is the playstation version put it in whichever yeah and kind of like the xbox one and the one x right you have uh updates you can get for better textures and stuff like that on the newer version but it's be the same game. Scale. It just gives you an update yeah. to to run it optimized for the newer console. And um, it's weird. So yeah, it's it's a little weird um, at this point in time. I feel like because we maybe we just don't know some things. But it's but anyway, that's that's PlayStation stuff. <laughs> uh, and now on the onto the epic debacle of the week. Yeah. So. We talked about how Epic Game Store, during the sale, people were stacking up buying games. And like five games is five transactions, right? Because there's no cart on the store. Um, and we talked about how like people would buy a bunch of games and then their bank would flag their card for fraud, right? And, and then they couldn't make the purchases. Well, apparently Epic Game Store will block your account too because they have their own fraud algorithm. And if you buy too many games too quickly, um, Epic Game Store will block you from making purchases. I'm sorry, it's just so stupid. <laughs> um, and uh, it. <laughs> oh man. Um, so Nick. Oh God. Nick uh, Nick Chester from the Epic uh, Public Relations confirmed with the uh, Game Revolution. Okay, this is on Kotaku, but he confirmed with Game Revolution that this was a result of our aggressive fraud rules. If players run into this issue, they should contact player support so we can investigate. Oh, Lord. This is why people have shopping carts. <laughs> it's weird, man. I, it's so this store is so weird. I know you said that. It feels it's... like, OK, not a developer. I'm going to sorry. I hit the mic. Not a developer. Going to clarify that right up front. This is probably more difficult than I say it is. But just give me an option to just add everything that I want to buy at one time. No, but especially if you have sales, it shouldn't be difficult into one place. It, sh- it, it shouldn't be. be. There's something everybody does. As this. I said last everybody. week, as I said last week, man, there's something about this store that is found uh, is foundationally wrong. Like something is messed up or this wouldn't take this kind of time to fix. 
there's something about the way this was coded originally that whoever did it didn't really know what they were doing and going in to fix it is probably a nightmare for whoever is working on it. It's got to be something dude, like that. Dude, I, as a researcher, I'm do, this is journalism. I'm doing it right now. I went to CVS.com. <laughs> they have a cart. <laughs> yeah, dude. You don't order stuff from convenience stores. They have a cart. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Oh, epic. I want I want you to do good because you're doing good stuff for developers. But come on, help me. Help me help you. And there was oh, there was Lord. another big oopsie by Epic this week. <laughs> um, Please no. Please stop. So earlier this week, we got a post on Reddit from user TurboToast3000. OK. His title says, they literally sent my personal info to a random person. The info I requested with GDPR. Okay? No, shut up. No, listen, listen, (laughs) let me finish. There is a screenshot on here of his chat with customer support. It says, hello, and he kind of blanked out his name. And then it says, we regret to inform you that due to human error, a player support representative accidentally also sent the information you requested to another player. We quickly oh recognized God. this mistake and followed up with the player, and they confirmed that they deleted it from their local machine. We regret oh this error God. and can't apologize enough for this mistake. As a result, we've already begun making changes to our process to ensure this doesn't happen again. Thank you for your understanding. That shouldn't be possible. <laughs> okay. That shouldn't be possible. <laughs> Just have it pull up his information when you live chat him. <laughs> Make him log in. Oh, my goodness. When he wants to chat with you. And then only pull up his information. There, this, this guy's obviously in the EU because he referred uh, oh, to the God. GDPR, which is the General Data Protection Regulation of the EU. And <laughs> I can't. I know, man. This is a this is a big I one. Can't. Um, Come on. TurboToast three thousand says they sent all my personal info, including my email address, my name, my purchase history, my purchase info, and I oh, just get God. sorry. And after oh, that, God. they gave the, they have the guts to ask if I was happy with their service. <laughs> oh man! Well, at least they didn't give his social security number away. Yeah, and I don't know <laughs> what purchase info means. Probably not his card number because that would or be... like the last four digits but, or something. But his flare on his account says "doxed by Epic." <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Oh, man. It's, I mean, I guess there's no way to confirm this is all real. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. Okay, um, grain of salt, I guess. Grain of salt. There's, it wouldn't uh, blow my mind, though. I was just going to tell you. It's, it's nuts. It's just, I, I don't know, man. Oh, gosh. I was just joking about the jingle. I was joking a couple weeks back. What jingle? The jingle for the Epic Game Store. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for having a jingle for our weekly Epic News. It was just Epic a news. joke. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Don't man. make this a reality. Don't do it. But this, this happened three days ago, so I feel like if this was false, somebody from Epic would have spoke up by now, right? I don't, I don't this know. this is a pretty big they, accusation. They seem to be running around on fire at all times. I don't know. Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right, let's skip to a good story real quick. <laughs> For me, at least. <sighs> okay. Uh, panic! The company that makes a bunch of, like, office software, like Transmit, which is, like, a server browser, 
they're making a game console. A handheld game console called the Playdate. Oh, God. Uh, it's got a D-pad, two buttons, charges by USB-C, has a screen that's like 400 by 200, all black and white. But the most interesting thing is it's got a crank. You literally pull a crank out of the side and you spin it and it interacts with the game. Do not be alarmed. It does not charge your battery. But they're releasing 12 games in its quote-unquote first season, one game per week. Uh, it, it's a little pricey. It's $150. Uh, but they have names attached, such as Bennett Foddy, who mm-hmm. made Get over Getting it. Over It. Or is it uh, Getting with, Over It? Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. That game is uh, the most frustrating thing I've ever touched. Um, Kaita uh, Takahashi, the maker of uh, Katamari Damacy. If this wasn't 150 bucks, maybe if it was like 75 to 100, I'd be all over because this is dumb. And the only game they showed off so far was from the creator of Katamari. And so far, I can tell that you use the crank to like move time forward. You're like a wind up robot. Yeah. So you, you move the crank and you like move forward to get to a date. Uh, and it just does a bunch of stuff with the crank. And then, oh, you get suplexed by your date because you were late. <laughs> this is this is a thing that. If it wasn't like priced at like boutique or boutique prices, I'd be all over it. Yeah, 149 is a little. It's a little much. A little much. Um, and honestly, I think it was cool if this crank actually like charged it. Like also charged it? Yeah, like, you know, like a crank flashlight. Like that doesn't have to be the primary way of charging, but like just let me know I'm doing something by cranking it. Yeah, but I know they have like some games that are going to utilize the cranking for movement and stuff like that, but yeah. You also don't know what games you're going to get with it. No, they just said 12 games and they'll come out one each week so far they they might announce them no they actually say we don't want to announce them because we want to surprise you to me this whole marketing everything just has bad written all over it and i want nothing to do with it it's by but jordan it's by the trusted name of panic yeah who makes prompt a very nice ssh client for your iphone or ipad or coda for ios a portable coda perfect for quick web edits on the go or coda a brilliant all-in-one Mac OS web editor. Everything you need to write beautiful web code. I mean, I hear you. But they also I don't have much Firewatch. input here other than that. So go for they it. They also Evan. produce Firewatch and Untitled Goose Game. Does that help you? No. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but it doesn't change anything. I can't really help you then. You, you just seem to be a curmudgeon who doesn't like cute things. Yeah. Imagine playing this on a train. People will look at you like you're insane. Like, why are you cranking that? This dude cranking this thing. <laughs> what is he doing? You know, this is what Soldier Boy probably should have come out with. For oh his yeah, console. Soldier they Boy cross panic for the play date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they crank that console. It looks well made. From what from I understand, showed. it's tiny though, dude. Yeah, it's like four hundred by two hundred. The screen. Yeah. Also, it doesn't have a backlight. So you have to kind of play under a lamp or something. Ooh, you can bust out your old worm light. 
It'll also work well outside. <laughs> Can't say that for the Switch. Uh, Switch, yeah, I'll take it outside. It, it's got too much glare. Yeah. Put some anti-glare things over your screen, please. You can buy, like, an anti-glare screen protector, but it just, the, the light needs to be so bright to play it outside. But, like, if you have one of those old-school screens with no backlight, they work better outside. Yeah. Uh, so, referencing a story from a couple weeks ago, the loot box bill, otherwise known as the Protecting Children from Abusive Games Act, is getting some bipartisan support. Um, Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri, uh, has gotten Senators Ed Markey and Richard Blumenthal, which are both Democrats, he's a Republican, to, uh, back this bill. So this is starting to move its way through. Yeah. Congress. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I'm sure we'll be talking about that for a long time before anything comes of it. But uh, uh, I, I also have mixed feelings. Like as much as I hate loot boxes. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, it, you start getting the FTC's hands in this and, and where does it stop, you know? Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about that. Um, But it is a problem. I think this was on its way to regulating itself. Yeah, I mean, the consumers are kind of making it, they're they're making the choice, you know, at this point. And I think it's kind of being taken care of to a degree. But the problem is, it is true, though, that the consumers that are making that um making that shift happen are not kids no and this this bill is talking about where kids are are spending all this money on these games and you read stories about how these parents didn't even know they were doing it and blah blah blah. but i mean you could also be like why 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 does your kid have your credit card i've also heard how easy it is to get refunds yeah if that stuff happens i i haven't i don't know much about that but still I don't know. I have mixed feelings here. This, like, there's, if they're not in there, I know it's on phones, which is a lot of where this stuff is coming from. Uh, not to say it's not on consoles, but on phones, you can regulate it and say, hey, don't let them do in-app purchases unless they put in a password. Yeah, but also, how, how are you going to enforce this? I mean... Yeah, I don't know. You can't buy M-rated, M-rated games if you're, I think it's, I think you have to be 17, right? 17, yeah. So... But if you have a Steam account and you're 14 years old, if you make the account saying that you're 20, that's it. You're done. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> I mean. As the cops kicked down my door. Yeah. I mean, you can buy and And they don't hold Steam or, you know, Valve responsible for that. It's not like retail where if they don't check your ID, then they get held responsible. Yeah. So, I, I mean, how, how would this be enforced? I have no idea. So, will it really even do anything? Who knows? Well, it'll... It'll just make them find other monetization ways in games, I think. Or they'll Fortnite just rate it. their game M if it has that. Or make it an 18 and then they plus can game. Say like, hey, and then the kids can still buy it yeah. on the App Store or whatever and then still do the same thing they're doing now. Hey, their parents said it was okay. They bought it from a GameStop. It's not what our fault they lied to us not about their fault. age. Yep, we can't do anything. You know, I, I don't know. I just don't see a way that this does what they wanted to do. No. And, and I... I don't see this doing anything good because 
the good parts aren't going to be enforceable. And if they end up overreaching into other areas or, or start moving into that space or moving into this industry much more then I don't know, there could be unintended consequences. Um, yeah. Kind of hard to say what they could be at this point, but you never know. So I don't I'm, know. It's just the whole thing is just kind of. I'm all for the heart of what it is they're trying to do. I agree. But there's just, I don't see a way in which you can do it. Yeah. I've been watching like YouTube videos that are marked as like age gated since I was like 10. Like, right. It doesn't, it doesn't stop you. You just say, hey, I'm 21. And then their, their job is done. We tried to stop you, but you, you bypassed us. Yeah, I don't think YouTube does that anymore on like trailers and stuff like they used to. Or if they do, I guess I'm just always signed in. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them because I'm signed in all the time. And maybe that's what it is. Because I feel like it used to be like sometimes you go see like a trailer for a new game or something like that, and it would be like you can't watch this. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's definitely not the last you're gonna hear of it. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it. That the next Call of Duty, assuming it'll come out sometime in October or November, will be Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah. Don't get confused, Jordan. Don't. Hey. Hey, don't get confused. Hey. I see you struggling over there. <laughs> You're struggling with how this so, could possibly be. Don't get confused. It's a new one. Where It's okay. You know, it's, it's just they're calling it a soft reboot, right? So the difference uh, will be yeah. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and this will just be Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, Which is fine. Rumors. Which is fine. Everybody's it's freaking like, out about it. It's I mean, fine. Hey, we had, you know, Got the new war. iPad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was just called the new iPad. And now they they're all just anymore. called iPad. And whatever then in, iPad in is out. We have Doom, right? Doom. We all call it Doom 2016 to clarify. But, but we know what it, it was, is. It's just Doom. Everybody's freaking, what if parents go in the store and they don't know what to buy? They're going to buy Call of Duty Modern Modern Warfare Remaster. Yeah, and you know, it's a real concern because only a parent can buy an M-rated game for their kid. Only a parent can, and they definitely don't take their children into that store to buy it for them. Never. Or just buy it digitally anyway. Right. What about the digital storefronts, Jordan? Yep. We're going to be so confused. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is all in joking because... People are up in arms yeah, about this. I, Holy crap. I haven't seen too much of the backlash on it, but... It's all on Twitter and Reddit and whatever. <laughs> it's ridiculous, I though. think it's cool. I actually like it. It's kind of like throwback yeah. to nostalgia right here. Like, yeah. It makes me perceive that this game is going to be more true to the original. And that's what we want as, and also, as fans of that. The ending of Modern Warfare 3, it ended. Like They ended the story. That was it. I don't, I don't know if I ever finished the third one's campaign. You killed Makarov. You, oh, you, spoiler alert. Oh, excuse, excuse me. For those who haven't played the Modern Warfare 3 campaign yet. You know what? Fair no. Enough. If you haven't played it yet, that's your fault. You're not going to play it up. See, it's people like you point. that irritate me. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, you're uh, you not going to watch it. You better not. You better shut your mouth. It already got spoiled for you. Not all of it. <laughs> Poor Jordan. Yeah, Twitter is like rampant with spoilers now. It's rough. And for some reason, it's like considered acceptable for Game of Thrones. I don't get it. I don't know. But um, anyway. But yeah, it's fine. It can be called Modern Warfare. It's not a big deal. Um, they say they want to go back to like kind of the emotional 
tones of Modern Warfare 1 and 2. Um, and they reference no Russian. Uh, though I don't think that they're going to do something that extreme again. Dude, when I look back at that, I'm like, man, how, how did they get away with that? They age-gated it. <laughs> you had to say, are you ready for extreme content? Dude, but that... I, I still think something like that today still wouldn't fly. Well, then the Modern Warfare 3 had, like, the... You didn't do it, I guess, is the difference, but the bombing, like, the van bombing in Paris. Oh, actually, that, like, I do remember doing that. Was, uh, you didn't do it. Like, you saw it happen. In I which, like, mixing stuff up. a young girl was, like, the first person to die. Hmm. Um, it's different, though. Something about it's different than well, the No Russian. Doing no the Russian action was... is much different, obviously. Yeah. Even, like... Mass shootings are a problem. Uh, mass shootings are bad. So maybe having you like enact a mass shooting is bad. Maybe. I, I, I don't know how maybe, they did, got that away is, with that. That is a very like that is a very quote unquote maybe because yeah, it's bad. Duh. Yeah. I don't know how they got away with that then, dude. It, that's when I look back at it. I'm like, man, I was in middle school, so I didn't think that much of it. But I think it dang. worked. Uh. I think that that moment didn't fit with the tone of the rest of the narrative in that game. Yeah. But anyway, I that's, think that's not what we're talking about right now. Modern, Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare. Uh, that's a day one purchase for me just because I'm a sucker. Yeah, me too. But no pass for you. No um, pass for you. Nope. Treyarch ruined it. Not buying any passes. Hey, Jordan, but, uh, if you log in for the next two weeks on Black Ops, you get double tier. If you uh, have the Black Ops pass. I don't care. Double Jordan, double tiers. Give me times 20 tiers, and I'll jump in for two matches. Hey, maybe give me those guns that I didn't have time to get, because I'm not crazy. Or maybe if you have the pass, just give me all the rewards from the previous tiers right now. <laughs> right now, do it. Yeah. No, Jordan, now you have to get them from crates. <laughs> From loot boxes. Anyway. All right. Maybe if you well, say you're a child, you won't have to participate in the loot boxes. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, exactly. Just, we're going to do the opposite, and we're going to say, hey, I'm 15. So then, then we get the loot, loot box free version of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't get all that content. <laughs> like, it's just no. gone. No, but it's M, so they can't sell it to me. So it's Oh, like, you're you know, right. Mm. Dang it. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I think that's all the big stuff. They just put a little, um, a little prompt in there that says, "Did you buy this for your child? <laughs> are you are you an adult? If you bought this for your child, here's the new loot box version because yeah. your child can't buy this game anyway. Would you like the loot box free version of this game, sir or madam? Why, yes, yes, I would. But they'll be like, but you don't get the, you only get the campaign in the loot box free version." Yeah, you you don't get the multiplayer at all. You only get the parts of the games that don't have any loot boxes. You in get them. you get a multiplayer trial where like you get one map and you have to play that map until you get to tier two, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you get one more map. This is what's gonna happen when we have to introduce legislation to regulate loot boxes. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but anyway. darn you, Mass Effect Three! Why? Why did you do this to us? Mass Effect Three. They were like one of the first big games to do it. Oh, I didn't even know there were loot boxes in Mass Effect 3. They had the multiplayer, like the wave mode. Yeah, I remember. I thought that multiplayer was cool. 
It was cool, but it, you had to get loot boxes. It died fast, though. Yeah. But I don't remember the loot box thing. But Don't worry, Jordan. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda had it, too. I have that game and have still not beaten it. You didn't like Mass Effect to begin with. I, I didn't hate it. It just <laughs> it, it just wasn't it just wasn't paced well. I think I got it for like ten dollars. So. Oh well, yeah, you're good then. Yeah, I didn't buy it when it came out. Trust me. Okay, how was your beer, Jordan? It was good. It was uh, it was very enjoyable, very full flavored. A little, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of vanilla. It was good. Mine was good. Uh, would drink again for sure. Not a lot to say about it otherwise. Yeah. Cool. Well, that wraps it up for us. Be sure to uh, check us out on Instagram at Button Key Games. Go to our website, buttonkey.games. Um, and uh, there's a contact form there, as we've mentioned before. Let us know if you disagree. Let us know what you're drinking, what you think. Just hit us up. We'll talk about it. Also, if you enjoy the show, give us a, give us a, a review on iTunes. We would uh, greatly appreciate that and share with your friends so that we can one day get to a point where we can do this full time and bring more content for you. Um, We would really love to get there and uh, couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much for listening. Stay classy out there.